Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine a year when the best thing about a new slasher movie is the hard rock soundtrack and Denise Richards. Uh, what year is that, Sandro? The year is 2001. One, 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 one. Surf's up and welcome, dudes, to Oldie But a Goodie. <laughs> Bro. Bro. What? Why are you doing that, boy? Oh, we're well into 2001 now, bruh. <laughs> bruh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bruh. Yeah. I guess we are. This, this is the most 2001 movie, I think, possible. <laughs> we watched so far, Sandra. So far. So far. Bruh. Welcome to Oldie But A Goodie, the show where we um, put on stupid voices and watch stupid crap. Yeah. And it's great. Crap is a good way to describe this movie. My name is Sandro, your name is Zach. That's it. And yeah, we're watching all 2001 in the order they came out in. We've done two TV movies, one art movie. This is the first true 2001 film, I think. Well, Mm. Xenon was close, but this is like cinema. Xenon, Xenon was... The problem was it was like a kids' film, so it didn't really apply to like a broader audience sort of thing. It's really just a kids' film. Whereas yeah. this, this is a film meant to be watched oh. by people. Yes, and boy, did we watch it! It's called Valentine. It is a what I like to describe as post-Scream slashes mm. because Scream came out and it was great, and then every slasher after Scream is either. A comedy, or is this, mm. and is nothing, and is bad. <laughs> Whoa. So, what what are you trying to say, Sandro? Are you saying you didn't like this masterpiece of theatre? <laughs> There's some good moments. Don't get me wrong. Mm. There's some good moments. Uh, but this is a terrible slasher movie. What did you think of it? <laughs> I, I kind of liked it, actually. I thought, I thought it was pretty fun, you know? I thought, it was, I thought it was pretty good, actually. I thought it was the best film of the year, the best actually. Best film of the year. So far. Um, wow, that is high praise for a film that I almost fell asleep watching. <laughs> no, no. Um, I, actually, I actually thought it was all right. Okay. I thought it was all right. I actually didn't have much problems with it. I know a lot of people were very bored with it. And I guess that's because it doesn't really do anything new no. at any stage. Yeah, which isn't a bad thing because, I mean, obviously I like slashes a lot. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the old, like, especially 80s, like 70s, 80s slashes. They're my thing. Mm. And this felt like a throwback to that. But at the yeah. same time, I hated everyone. <laughs> I don't think you were meant to like anyone. I don't except know. maybe the one girl that lived. Yeah, Kate. Because the whole idea is she's kind of not very flawed. Her character is, oh, I'm a bit nervous. Oh. How 
how often were you confused by which blonde girl was which? Because I was constantly confused Whoa. throughout most of the movie. <laughs> well, yeah, two of them looked very similar. I didn't know which character they were for a while. Yeah. That was confusing. I didn't know how many of them there were <laughs> until they had that one scene where they all sat down and one of them was dead. And I was mm. like, ah, oh, this is how many we've got. Yeah, yeah. All right, but you didn't mind it. Interesting. Um, look, I don't think it's as bad as, like, the Rotten Tomatoes score says it is. It's not that bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. You would rate it, what, a 2? Yeah, 2. A, a 1.5? No, nah, 1.5 is too damning. I would give it a 2. I would give this a 2. See, I, I think I'd, I'd give this, like, a 3. Whoa! Uh, yeah, I'd give it, give it maybe a 3.5 if I was feeling generous. My goodness. I'm not feeling generous at the moment. <laughs> but, you know, if I was... Um, yeah, no, it, 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 I, I kind of was, I kind of was sucked in a little bit. Oh. I watched this film, uh, mostly because it was very dumb. <laughs> like, it was very stupid. Oh, it's, yeah. It was like, as soon as Adam was on screen, I'm like, he's the killer. Although, as it turns out, he might not be. He might not be. Spoilers for the movie. Spoilers, yeah, spoilers. Yeah, sorry, spoilers for this movie. Um, if you like very dumb slashes and... Don't think you'll fall asleep. You should watch this. <laughs> if you like movies where mostly nothing happens, but the death scenes are pretty good, check this out. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I was after. I mean, I'm not asking more. I was just after some cool death scenes. Yeah. Like, this plot. My my favourite thing about this movie, though, is how it's a bunch of 30-year-olds pretending to be 21. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you would hate that, because you always notice that stuff, and it drives you up the wall. It Well, it made it funnier in this movie, though, because they're all trying to be really young and dumb, but they're all mm. obviously, like, in their 30s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, I liked it. Uh, look, I thought it was part of it, you know? Uh, we'll get into some details in just a minute, but first, Zach, as always, Patreon, we must plug it. Mm. We must plug it and let everyone know what is up there right now, which is... Chud 2, Bud the Chud, and New York Ninja, mm. the two January episodes. No, 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 no. It's my Bud Chud, not your Bud Chud. That's right. It's your Bud the it's, Chud. It's my Bud Chud. Yeah, thank you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. But, but then it's my New York Ninja, because I own the DVD. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You own the exclusive, the prestige mega edition. The ultra, ultra. Uh, crisp, yep. spicy meatball edition. Yeah. Now I kind of want to get a copy of that. Yeah, definitely do it. Mm, I think it was mm. Ben messaged me being like, what did you think of New York Ninja? And all I did was I sent him a picture of the box set and he went, ah, that's what you thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, well, let's get into the thing. I chose this one, right? I believe you did, which was is strange. You're not usually one... <laughs> to go for um horror or um or bad movies you know it yeah yeah you usually go for both of those all the time yeah yeah it's not surprising at all that you picked this and i'm glad you did i'm glad you did look it may not be the best film but i definitely enjoyed a lot of it it is it is enjoyable yes yeah it's definitely not a good film but i personally enjoyed quite a lot of it mm. um i enjoyed the really stupid characters like the, we have one personality and that's our personality. Oh, there's so much of that. There's so much of that. And every guy is like the worst, which I oh, love yeah. as well, Welcome. because they're all the oh, worst yeah. in different ways. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the movie that has the worst men representation of all time. I loved it. It was very hey, funny. Hey, did you like a male character in this film? Oh yeah, they're a piece of shit. <laughs> 
They're the fucking worst. Campbell, he just wants the money. Yeah. Uh, the cop, he's a big perv. Uh, Gary, he's even more of a perv. Don't worry, he's dead, though. The only redeeming character, I think, is Adam. Um, yes. So redeemed, Adam. But also, he's a raging alcoholic. <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't... It doesn't go well. It's funny. It's funny. Only, only, Sandro, because Adam does up the iron when he's finished with it. <laughs> he does. Uh, of course he does. Uh, oh, that's, that's a good little reference. That's a good reference. Yeah, that's a, that's a reference that only you'll get and everybody else will get at the end of a film when I explain it. Yes. But anyway, what were the other movies that came out this week in 2001 that could have been better than this but probably weren't? There were no movies. There were zero oh. movies that could have been better than this. I oh, uh-huh. I see what you did there. That's called <laughs> a red herring. And you better get used to it because that's all of this movie. It's just red herrings. Ah, uh-huh, yes. Oh, yeah. What the fuck was with, like, that James character at the start? What the fuck? <laughs> they keep name dropping him throughout the movie, but he never shows up again. <laughs> he shows up once, the art gallery. That's it for him for the movie. Like, what <laughs> the fuck? Great. It's great. It was very funny. Um, head over heels, a woman and her four model friends see the man living across from them kill someone, but Uh-oh. also it's a rom-com, so they probably fall in love. The Invisible Circus, a teenage girl travels to Paris in 1970s trying to find out about her sister's suicide. Yeah. Stars Cameron Diaz and Doctor Who wannabe Christopher Eccleston. One of the best doctors. I mean, how many Doctors are there to compare with? You could probably say he's one of the better oh, ones. According to the latest season, there's millions of Doctors, all the Doctors. Oh, no, I haven't seen the latest season. This is concerning. I thought the latest season was bad, but everyone else loved it. I'm very confused. <laughs> oh, no. Although the New Year's special was really solid. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It was like a single location Groundhog Day with a Dalek, and it was very fun. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Because then you'd they, they'd bamboozle the Dalek mm. by knowing everything that the Dalek knows. And the Dalek's like, confused. <laughs> it was great. It was really fun. I, I kind of want to watch that. You should. It's standalone, so you can just watch it. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's, that's the best bit about those. Yeah, yeah, uh, A Million Dollar Hotel. A whodunit set in a rundown hotel with a bunch of mentally ill people. Mm. It's made by the band U2 and the director of Wings of Desire. I like Wings of Desire. I hate U2. Whoa. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Not U2. I mean U2. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, you didn't mean... Okay. So, no, that's fine. I got really hurt just then, but, but you explained. Yes. That's okay. I don't. I don't know why you hate you too. I love you too, and the fact that it comes free on all my iOS <laughs> devices. We'll never let the band go for doing that, will we? It's such a weird move, right? It was very weird. Because like they don't earn any money from that, right? I don't think so. Although maybe Apple paid them like millions of dollars to do that. Oh, maybe yeah. If it was an Apple wanting them to do that, it's it's just weird. It's just weird. I guess it gets some fans from people. Like, what's this? I didn't download this. Oh, this is pretty good. Yeah, well, yeah, th- that was one of their better albums, surprisingly enough. But it will forever be known as that album no one wanted, but everyone got. <laughs> Just like me. <laughs> oh, that's dark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Valentine. It was released February 2nd, but in our hearts, this definitely came out in January. I, th- I would argue, in fact, that... 
February, what was it, 2nd? Yeah. Is the perfect place for it, because I think in my mind, it just... it It's like on a boat, swimming above the January. Like, it's swimming in it, but it just barely... Like, Feb 2 is the exact date where this should have been released. <laughs> it's like... It's not a January film, guys, but... But it almost but is. it's as close as January as we could get it without it being a January film. That's probably true, because it does feel mm. like, unlike most January movies, the studio maybe had a tenth of hope in this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not absolutely no hope at all. So, this is directed by Jamie Blanks, who, and we're going like three for four this year, is an Australian director. Whoa! Wait, is this just Australia year? Well, yeah, like, Xenon wasn't, but Crossfire was an Australian director. Last week was definitely an Australian director, and this is an Australian director as well. Oh my god, does Australia know how to direct movies? Apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) Last week was good. Yeah, last week was good. This week's... Right. So he's best known for making the cult slasher film Urban Legend in the 90s, which I, ha- I haven't seen, but I have heard about. Uh, it's not too bad. He's done a bunch of other Australian horrors as well, but they're more psychological. It's co-written by Gretchen J. Berg and Aaron Harbitz, who were both the original showrunners of the first season of Star Trek Discovery. Mm. It's written by those two. And they also co-wrote it with Wayne and Donna Powers, who adapted it from a book by Tom Savage. As I mentioned up top, Denise Richards is in this. Uh, Model Denise Richards, she plays Paige, who is described in the film as the hot one. Uh, She's from Starship Troopers. Uh, She's a Bond girl as well. She plays Christmas Jones in the Bond film The World Is Not Enough, and she's mainly in, like, soap operas and dramas at the moment. She's probably the best actor in the movie. She actually does a really solid job, which was surprising, because I've seen The World Is Not Enough. Yeah, she's she's, she's cool. Yeah. I like her. I like her in wholesome stuff. I think I've seen a Christmas movie. A Christmas reunion? That sounds like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a nothing film. I thought she was good in that. Okay. It's like, I love her I, I had like IMDb. A Christmas reunion. Whore. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> they're next to each other. 2004's Whore. Yeah, uh, 2004. What a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a year. It was a different time, I guess. Yeah. Uh... Oh, she was in Money Plane. That's a movie that we need to cover one day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Tammy and the T-Rex? Oh, wait. That's the director of, um, that's the director of the Ice Pirates. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's 1994. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that was, uh, that's a film that I definitely want to do at some point, mm, alongside, mm. like, Mannequin 2 and other films that that director's done. Because uh, his his films are wild. Paul Walker is in that film? Yep. What the yep. fuck? It's a real movie. No. I need to see Tabby and the T-Rex. He, of course, the director also made uh, Mac and Me, which is one of the best E.T. ripoffs of all time that we will cover ah. at one point. I want to do all of his movies in a row on uh, Patreon yeah. at some point because they are all That'd be good. something else. Anyway, uh, so she's in this. We've also got Marlon Shelton playing Kate, who is the smart one i'd say she's like the nervous one or the kind one kind ones maybe a good way to Mm. put it the main character i guess yeah she's the main character but she's also like the nice one yeah i guess 
Uh, she's also been in The Sandlot, she's in Sin City, she's in Grindhouse, and the first two Scream movies as well. So she was well known mm. in the slasher scene. She's also really good in this, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like when she starts panicking mm. and, and like freaking out. That whole like glassy-eyed when she sees Adam because he's drunk again. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty emotional. Speaking of Adam... He is played by David Borenza, who is Angel from Buffy, Whoa! and also the spin-off, Angel. <laughs> Whoa! I had a bone to pick oh, with him. Damn, you <laughs> beat me to it. Yes, he's in Bones as well. He's in Bones as he's well. He's in Bones. I recognised him from Bones. And I was like, hey, it's the guy from Bones. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's going to happen a lot this year. We're going to see actors in movies who then went on to be like, TV show leads that we recognise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're in stuff like this. Yeah. He was uh, mostly good. His drunk acting was a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I liked him. I like the whole the whole thing of like cuz the first time I see him I'm like he's going to be the killer at the end, right? Oh yeah. Cuz he's like this really wholesome, really nice guy. He's pretty funny. Mm. He does some good jokes. I like his I like his little ha-has. Cuz the lady's like, "Oh my god, everyone's dying. What are we going to do?" And he's like, "We're moving to Mexico. <laughs> We're taking on new names." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Jessica Capshaw is in this. She plays Dorothy, the to quote the movie Fat one. Fat she's one. She's the fat one. Yep. But she's not fat in the movie. She was a little chubby as a kid. Mm. And it's 2001, so that means fat, I guess. So she's in Grey's Anatomy. She's been there for many, 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 many years. Uh, she's also the daughter of Kate Capshaw, who is Willie from the Temple of Doom. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a random thing I didn't expect to link to this. Yeah. And finally, Catherine Heigl's in this, playing Shelley who is the Drew Barrymore of the movie, who gets killed right at the start. Yeah. Uh, she's also from Grey's Anatomy. And many, 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 many rom-coms, which I think is funny, because she gets killed immediately. Yeah. And I love that they drew people in. They were like, Catherine Heigl from famous rom-coms, I'm going to go watch this movie. Oh, and she's dead. Yep. For all her, like, ten minutes on screen, she was fine. She was running around. She was screaming. Yeah. I like how we have one guy in that scene who is the only guy in her scene that isn't a complete douchebag because he oh, only yeah. has like two minutes of screen time yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. like you sure you gotta be okay that's the only guy depicted in this film that isn't a sleaze bag or the worst the rest of the male cast it's just like men are the worst yes there's not a single man that ha is is good there is absolutely not yeah anyway uh the reception has 12% on Rotten Tomatoes, real low. Audience score, 33, also very low. 4.9 out of 10 on IMDb. And also, because it's 2001 and we're finally doing a wide-release movie, Cinema Score is back, which is when Whoa. they get like audience members to rate the film just after coming out of the theatre or something. This film on Cinema Score has got a D+. Oof. Everyone hated it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's really harsh. Again, there's a lot of harshness on this film. I feel somewhat unwarranted. I don't think it's a 12%. I think like 40% is probably, yeah, yeah. you know. Well, that's critic score, and that's always wrong anyway. Well, that's, yeah, every single critic, aside from 12% of them, gave it a negative review. 
which to be fair, I would give it a negative review. So I would probably bump that down to 11% than if I reviewed it. Mm. <laughs> you but know if, what I mean? If I reviewed it, I'd bump it up to 12% again. Because I'd, I'd put an extra 5% just for all the negativity. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it was panned at the time saying that it was just a cliche slasher film and why would you make a cliche slasher film after Scream? Because, of course, Scream came out, you know, and it just changed the slasher genre forever. And by changed, I mean killed off all the competition. Yeah, whoa, <laughs> damn, damn. Well, that's a fair point, yeah. It's hard to justify watching this film when Scream exists. But if you look at it without Scream's existence... It's just an okay slasher film. Yeah, it's an okay slasher film. That's that's kind of my perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So this cost... uh, Oh, yeah, and also the soundtrack did really, really well on, like, CD sales. (laughs) Yeah, 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 it was a good soundtrack. It was a good soundtrack. My suggestion, if you've got to watch this film, if you've watched other films not to be named, (laughs) just forget you watched them and watch this for its own. yeah. Forget you watched better films that are be- the best of the entire genre. Yeah. Just watch it with an open mind. Just think of it as another forgettable slasher film from the 80s, but with updated characters. You know, they feel more more real. Yeah. Well, actually, do they? I don't know. Because uh, the great thing about 80s slashers is they're dumb and cheesy. Yes. Whereas this isn't really cheesy, but it's trying so hard not to be cheesy that it ends up being cheesy. Yeah, yeah. I think it should have been more cheesy. If they yeah. had just made it more cheesy, people would have liked it because they're like, oh, haha, they're, they're just being silly, you know? Yeah, Instead exactly. Trying to be so serious about their characters. I mean, it's 2001, though. Everything's got to be gritty and realistic, I guess. So this cost $10 million. $10 million. That was the budget. What do you think this made? Oh, I think uh, 30. Oh! 32. 32? Yeah. That's real close. 36.7 million. Ah, very, very close. There you go. There you go. I was on the money there. I was on the money. Uh, taglines. According to IMDb, there's like 20 taglines. I've gotten five of my favorites. Uh, four of my favorites, actually. Okay, okay. Tell me, tell me what you got. Remember that kid everyone ignored on Valentine's Day? He remembers you. That one's on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was, yep. I mean, that is the premise of the film. Yep. Thumbs down. <laughs> the second one is quite short. Love hurts. Ooh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's better. Mm-hmm. That's better. That's intriguing. That's yeah, intriguing. Yeah. It's not great, but it's intriguing because it's short. I'll give it a shaky side thumb. For a that shaky one. side thumb. I like it. How about scared to be alone on Valentine's Day? You should be. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get murdered. <laughs> Ah, because it's got a double thing, because it's like, oh, you're sad. I like it. Thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs, thumbs up. up. I agree. There I agree. Go. And my favorite one, falling in love has never hurt so bad. <laughs> oh, thumbs down. Such a bad Big tagline. Thumbs down. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, it hurts so bad watching this film. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alright, let's jump into the synopsis of the film. Um, it opens with a flashback in classic, like, Halloween, 20 years later style. We kind of pan through yeah. notes and stuff. As we also see a prom night in the year 1988, where there's this nerd and everyone rejects him. 2001 had a lot of that nerd-hating culture. I think just the 80s until now. 
<laughs> yeah, but 2001 had that bad trope. Because the 80s had that... 80s to 90s had that, like... Oh, we pick on the nerds. And then, like, that culture was starting... 2000 was when that really, like, peaked as a trope, I feel. People weren't doing it anymore. People weren't really picking on the nerds so much. It was just a trope. And it got out of hand. Like, he's got buck teeth. He's got the crappy hairstyle he's got a tucked in shirt Mm -hmm. he's got glasses like he's got the works all the classic thing what stopped that trope i hate to say it but did the big bang theory stop that trope from being a thing i think when big bang theory started that trope ended maybe maybe i hate um, that 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 show did something good (laughs) yeah but also but also i think in general people were more accepting of nerd culture like gaming became a huge thing like, most people game nowadays. Gaming, comics. Comics, yeah. Oh, superhero movies. That might have... That might have killed it as well, because all those comic book nerds were now the gurus of the mm. superhero films. Exactly. And then we got the insufferable comic book nerd <laughs> trope. Yeah. After that, after that. Yes, see? But that one's accurate, so... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's me. I'm that nerd. We cut to 13 years later. We see Shelly, or whatever her name is. She's on a date with this weird guy who keeps talking about himself in the third person. Oh, yeah. that. What is this guy? What is this guy? All right. Spoiler alert. He's in it for... He's in this movie for maybe 10 minutes total. Yep. And it's just his scenes, and then he shows up again, and he's like one of the people you might think is the murderer. Yep. But he's not at all, and so he's just this random guy. I think every other guy has a purpose in the film. Mm. Gary, great guy, gets himself murdered. Yeah, good on you, Gary. You got the police guy, sleazebag, not okay, but he's there to solve the murder. Exactly. Adam... Who is who is rather important for the film, I'd say, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe he's the murderer. Maybe wink, he wink, is. nudge, nudge. There's another guy as well. Oh, the blind date guy. Oh, yeah, an art guy. Yeah, there's two more guys. There's the blind date guy and the artist guy. Yeah. And they all have their place. Uh, whereas this guy at the start, he just talks about himself. He's like, Jason likes to pay for food. <laughs> Jason can't afford this, actually. Jason <laughs> likes your dress. <laughs> yeah, whoa, okay, dude. You, uh, you're really trying there, I can see, but it is not working. See, when it started, I thought they were trying to do a scream, because he was like, well, you see, Jason goes after... Women who's and I was like, mm. oh, are they referencing other horror movies? Are they trying to do a scream? But yeah. no, no, he's just a guy called Jason who's a massive weirdo. Yep. So she goes back to a uni uh, where she's studying to be a doctor. She goes into the morgue to do an autopsy. She's like, that mm. <laughs> that date went badly. Time to take it out on a corpse. Yep. And as soon as she put the sheet over his face so he wouldn't look at her, mm. I knew that that body was going to be a real person in a second. Oh, 100%. That was that was the most telegraphed thing. Yeah, it's because you've seen a movie before. <laughs> yes, but also, Sandro, why? Because <laughs> she's just about to operate on someone, right? Yeah. Stab them? 
Yeah, why would you then sit down and be like, stab me? Unless you're so certain that you're going to be able to stab her first. Yes, or like after she stabs you, you immediately stab them or something. True, but then you've got a telltale sign. Like, then you've got that scar yeah, you've on, your, on your tummy and everyone's going to know who you are. Although, I guess she's dead, so no one's going to know yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that that's the sign. That how, how you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying... Or you could wait till she's engrossed on the dead body and go up behind her and stab her. Yeah. But instead, you pretend to be a dead body and then breathe, and she's like, holy shit, the body's breathing. <laughs> and then she runs off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She runs off and she finds like this like Valentine's card thing, because that's a conceit of the first half of the movie, is everyone yep. finds these cards. And the card says, my love grows for you as you bleed from the neck. <laughs> It's pretty metal. Yeah, I love the cards. Yeah. They're, they're so creative because you can pull down the little tab and it goes from a nice scene to a horrifying scene. I have to say his arts and craft is incredible. His arts and craft is incredible. Do you know what else is incredible? His his changing skills. Because he changes from a naked dead corpse to a killer in like that. Well, I guess he's just wearing like a jumpsuit and a mask. No, but later later on he does it as well. At the final as well, because he switches between not killing and killing, like, in the same area. Well, maybe there's two of them. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe not to jump to the end of the movie, but, you know, maybe it's the two of them working together. Uh, or maybe he's just supernatural. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he's an angel. Wow, that really buffed that conversation <laughs> out. That was a very buffy conversation. Haha, <laughs> I think, I think... <laughs> trying not to spoil this we've sort of we're boned ah <laughs> yeah so she thinks it's a great idea to run away from this guy chasing her with a knife in a cupid mask and hide in a body bag yep in the morgue next to a whole bunch of other corpses in body bags yep smart idea no very <laughs> dumb really dumb because he immediately starts checking the body bags and then he's like why bother checking them? I'll just stab all of them. He stabs all of them, but her one, which is the last one that he checks, because he does the, yeah, the well, zip thing, because he doesn't want to stab. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like, oh, wait, this is the last one. Well, she's got to be in it. Unzip, slice throat. She's dead. She's dead. Also, terrible idea on her part. Where was she going to go from that? So, yep, she's dead. Rest in peace, that character. Also, the killer's nose bleeds after he does a murder. So we know it's the nerd... Because the nerd's nose bleeds when he's feeling emotional. Yeah, that was in the flashback, yeah. Oh yeah, in the flashback, um, uh, he, he snogs Dorothy and mm. then he gets caught snogging and she says he attacked her. Yes. And so they all beat him up in front of everybody. And he holds his grudge for the rest of his life. I mean, yeah, because that's fucking horrible. Jesus Christ. That's something you you sue the school over. Yeah. I guess they can't because they died in a fire, right? So. Oh yeah, his parents also died in a fire, which he might have set, but we don't really know. Who knows anything? We don't really know. They barely explain anything, which is surprising considering how much they explain dumb stuff that doesn't matter in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I think, uh, I think it didn't really matter. No. But it was more tragedy to his story, or evilness. Uh, they go to uh, the funeral, all the friends go to the funeral, they haven't seen Shelly in like a year, we see the detective, he's asking people questions, uh, Kate is there, she's the main character, she's got a boyfriend, they're currently taking a break, because he's an alcoholic, but she still likes him. 
And she she names some jobs that his parents do. Yeah. Which obviously must be fake because of the spoiler later oh, on. Oh, because of that whole thing. Yeah. Did she say his mum's an archaeologist or something? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Mum's an yeah. archaeologist, dad lives somewhere and is rich. Um, mm. So yeah, maybe he made it all up. I, d- I don't know. Because yeah, like Adam might be the killer. Spoilers! The oh killer. my! Yes. The character you thought was the killer at the start of the movie might actually be the killer. Whoa, but he's pretty cool throughout the film, I will say. Um, one of the w- women go. Oh yes, Dorothy goes home, mm. and she has a Valentine's Day card, which I think is quite fun. It says, "Roses are red, violets are blue. They'll need dental records to identify you." See, that was a much better one than the first one because it's like, "My love grows for you as you bleed from your neck." What does that even mean? I don't know. What's growing? That's, that's a bit rude. What's growing, Mister Nerd? But but roses are red. That's a that's a nice little poem you that's got there. One. It rhymed well. I was impressed. I was like, "Oh, that's a good one." Violets are blue. They'll need dental records to identify you. That's quite scary. It rhymes. It's good. Oh yeah, and some random guy comes over to Dorothy's house and is like, "Yo, can I stay with you? We met at the gym. This is to- oh, no, we met doing yoga, a very exclusive yoga class. Can I stay with you?" Yeah. Uh, but he says it in a very manipulative way, I would say. Oh, definitely. And, um, of course, she falls for it. She's like, oh, yeah, you could stay in one of our spare bedrooms. Yeah. Uh, and then her stepmom comes out, and she's apparently the mail-order bride from hell. I don't know why this needed to be in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, what do you mean? It was a fight between them. I don't know why, yeah, their characters are in the movie, because they don't come back. No. I thought, I thought she was going to get murdered at one point. Which I I would have liked. Stepmom being murdered would have been cool, yeah. Yeah, like, she's, like, complaining about the boyfriend in the, like, snooping around the kitchen at night. And it turns out it's not the boyfriend, it's the killer. Ah! Yeah, well, because that guy, Campbell, he's really dodgy. I love how they explain his startup, because they just say he's trying to do a thing on the internet. Because the internet, I guess, is so new. It's such a new concept Mm. in 2001 that writers still don't know what to do with it. It's just this magic thing that they can write about, which I think is very funny. Do you know what I like, Sandro? 30 seconds to talk to some hunky-chunky boys, am I right? Oh, you're talking about how Paige and Kate go to speed dating and just meet a bunch of stereotypes that are really funny and one of them says a bunch of homophobic stuff? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, great. And and they go like, ooh, yikes. (laughs) Until one guy is kind of sexy, so then uh, Paige is a jerk. Yeah. And it's like... Oh, hey, your time's up. Hey, how's it going, handsome? Paige, why are you cucking Kate? Yeah, why why you vagina block Kate? I know. It's no cool. What is this? But they thought it was funny, so I was like, okay, I guess that's fair. To be fair, though, Paige's journey with that guy is genuinely funny. I enjoyed that scene because it was <laughs> funny. It was funny. We'll get to it. It was a good, like, lead-up and punchline for a, a dumb joke that they did. Yep. Yeah, so that happens... Uh, we cut to Kate, she's in her apartment, she's having a shower, water cuts off, she walks around in the towel, whatever. It, it's not a very important scene, aside from the part where she tries to wash the soap out of her hair by dipping her hair into the toilet. Oh yeah, yeah, because none of the taps work, except one of them clearly did work, <laughs> yeah. and the actor just pretended it didn't work. That's <laughs> great. And they didn't cut that scene, they didn't use a different one? Yeah, I, I, I was like, I wait, but that's... <laughs> That sink clearly works. 
then her, her her choice is to dip her hair in the toilet. Who's that's not no one does that. Although I guess she's meant right. to be like twenty one or something, right? She's meant to be like just out of mm. just out of uni or whatever. So I guess she's 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 dumb and young. I don't know. That was funny. That's the only reason I wrote that scene down. I feel like you could somehow towel off the soap. Yeah. I feel like there's better ways other than the toilet. Also, also, didn't need to dip your hair in the bottom bit of the toilet. Could have dipped it in the top bit of the toilet. You could have dipped it in the, yeah, the top bit. Good point. Yeah, top bit of the toilet. I was like, ew, why are you dipping in the the bad bit? The smelly bit? The no-no bit? Dip it in the top bit. So she also goes out to check the elevator and the Cupid mask is stuck in the elevator. She just hears the elevator repeatedly going off and is like, I'm going to go out naked in a towel to investigate. To investigate I was like, what? And apparently she's like consistently having issues with her creepy neighbor. So of course he's there. Yeah. You look great, Kate. Wanna go on a date, Kate? Will you be my mate, Kate? (laughs) This could be our fate, Kate. Gary, what? This is clearly not working. No. The great thing is, as well, we see him later on, and he doesn't always talk in rhyme. No. So I guess that's just his pickup thing, is he he, he rhymes a lot. Yep. Every guy in this movie is so weird. Oh, but, but also he does say he has mental issues. That's the one thing he says before he dies. Well, he right? ha- well he says he has mental issues because he's caught trying on her panties. <laughs> yeah, look, look, I'm just trying to take Gary at face value. You're trying to, Sandro. you're trying to redeem Gary. Yeah, all right. I feel like I wouldn't say redeem him. <laughs> I wouldn't say redeem. I'm just saying he might be mentally disturbed. That is a valid option. Uh, all right, that's that scene. Cut to. The other blonde woman who I thought was actually Kate for a bit, but turns out her name is Lily. Mm. She gets a Valentine's Day uh, chocolate heart. Oh, uh, yeah. And she bites into one of the chocolates. And it's full of maggots. Full of maggots. It's pretty metal. It's pretty metal. Yeah. I was hoping, I guess it's a bit too hardcore for 2001, but like bits of body parts from (laughs) previous victim. (laughs) I'm just going to do a metal riff if every time either of us says something (laughs) metal. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's 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 what I would do if I was a killer. You kill someone's friend and then make them eat them. That would that would have been cool. Is this also when they notice the letter on the heart is signed JM? Yes. And they're like, "Hang on, the nerd was called Jeremy Melson. I bet it's him." Yeah, well, at first they're like, nah, can't be him. He was such a dweeb, a nerd. <laughs> I was like, I know your characters are going to die later on because <laughs> you guys are the worst. And they take it to the police, and he's like, well, it could be Jeremy Melson, but it could also be that guy that Shelley was last seen with, whose name I can't remember. It could be anyone at this point. Ten years have passed. It could be Jason Jason Momoa. We'll call the guy from the start of the movie Jason Momoa, because his name is Jason. It could be him, JM. The cop is like, it could be anyone, though, because plastic surgery is magic. And anybody can go get themselves and change into a different actor. So, you know, he could be anyone. You should check up on all your boyfriends and stuff. And he interrogates them. But he's very, at the start, is like, Paige, do you have a boyfriend? (laughs) And everyone's like, oh, you're a massive fucking creep. And then, and then he has a scene with Paige where he tries to hit on her. And she's like, no. No, stop it. Bye. Please. 
Uh, they go to an art thing. So is it Lily's boyfriend is an artist? He's like this like really pretentious artist. And he has this show on for Valentine's Day with a bunch of like digital repeating videos that are like close-ups on eyes and mouths and they're saying weird things. And it was quite disturbing, actually. Mm. I don't even know how to describe that art piece. <laughs> what do you like to do? What do you like to do? Love me. Love me. <laughs> Love me. That's exactly what it what sounded like. What do you like. like to do? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it was horrible. It was pretty scary. Uh, it was horrifying. It was a maze, by the way, because he says, uh, the lady says a maze earlier. And it was like, maze? And then they go in this maze, and it's like a sexy maze. Yeah. It's a, yeah. So I guess the idea of the maze is that, because the boys went in one side and the girls went on the other side, I guess they meet at the middle or something. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a sexy reunion. But do you know what else is sexy? Banging a girl in the maze, but also having her secretary, his own secretary, come along and watch creepily. That was... She was creepy. <laughs> yeah. But I kind of... I was like, yep, no, the Sibs, like, what an artist would do. Yeah. And then he's like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, and he's the artist as well. He talks like a surf bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bro. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> and she's like, I didn't know you were such a giant sleaze bag. And Whoa. he's like, what? What do you mean? I'm just a dude. What do you mean? Of course you knew I was a giant sleazebag. Yeah, that was I, the whole point. I'm an artist. He had some. He had some line, which he's like, "What do you mean? You knew I was this." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah." At least he owns it. Being a weird art creep. Yeah, weird you know? art creep. He was. Um, the actor did a great job at portraying a dumb art creep as well. Yeah, he was uh, quite a good actor. So then Lily runs into the maze. Yeah, and uh, she gets hit by an arrow. Oh my. Because Cupid's got a bow and arrow now, and he's shooting her full of arrows. That was cool. I would have liked it if there was more themed arrows, like they were love heart arrows, and also that he used it more. Mm. I feel like he could have themed it more, but uh, it's all right. She gets shot a bunch of times, and she somehow falls off a balcony into a dumpster perfectly where no one finds her. And then somehow they say she's going to LA for a trip. Then we get another murder. The killer breaks into Kate's apartment. She's not there. Gary is trying on all her various lingerie. (laughs) And so the killer picks up the iron, which has been left on. Kate, stop leaving the iron on. What are you doing, Kate? What are you doing? She's meant to be the smart one, but she keeps leaving the iron on. Then the killer shows up. And uh, murders Gary, and Gary's like, oh, uh, don't kill me, man, I I have mental issues. Um, And then he kills him with an iron. That was cool. That was a good kill. I wish we'd seen more of it. Yeah. Like, they cut away very quickly. But also, but also we cut back to it, and we see that one, iron's all cleaned up. Yeah. All neatly wrapped. I was like, oh, that's good on you, killer, for cleaning up properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. And proper etiquette with an iron, you know? He doesn't leave it on. Well, I guess it's because if we're going by the killer is Adam, you know, he's going to be spending a lot of time in this place. He doesn't want to know that, you know, he killed someone and didn't clean up, you know? That would make you feel guilty. Yeah. So, uh... But he also apparently cleans up the body because they never freak out about that. They never freak out about Gary. That's a good point. Yeah. Also, yeah, the way that he kills Gary is he presses the iron to his face 
And then he uses the iron, like, uh, the power cord to just fling it around and just hit him in the face with it. That was cool. Yeah. That was a good death. It's good. So after that, we get the scene with Campbell, the internet scam guy. Uh, he can't get it up or, some, or something. Th- that's the scene. Um, yep. He's told to go into the basement. The killer's down there. He got an axe in the back. He's dead. Cut to a house party. They're all at this house party for Valentine's Day. The speed dating guy is there. Mm. Um, he and Paige go upstairs. He's got a he's got a surprise for Paige. Yes, yeah, he's got a surprise. So surprising. It's a real jump scare. <laughs> the surprise is his penis. <laughs> and she and I both had the same reaction. Your surprise is your penis? <laughs> it's a terrible fucking surprise. It's a bad surprise, and he tells her to wax it. And so she ties him up to the bed, blindfolds him, and pours hot wax all over him. Hey, well, some people are into that. Yeah. He got what he asked for, you know? I feel like he shouldn't complain. It's a pre-Fifty Shades movie, so uh, this, mm. this film was quite ahead of its time, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was great. It's like, haha, take that dumb sleaze bag. You got waxed, all right? Hot wax on your penis. Uh, the detective calls to say that that guy, the Jason guy from the start of the movie, he's on the loose. Because they captured him, but now he's escaped, or they've had to let him go. So they found out who he was? Or was that the first guy? Yeah, the Jason guy. Right. The the third person creep guy. The one that didn't have any showtime whatsoever, pretty much. Mm Mm-hmm. Him. They yeah. captured him, and that was useless. And that was just a dumb plot point. Okay, so I guess his character had a plot. Yeah, but we don't see him. No, we don't see him after that. So it's a plot told to us by the detective. <laughs> yeah. And then the detective goes to the party, I guess, to try and keep them safe. But it's only him. It's not, like, a whole bunch of police. Yeah. To keep them safe. I don't know. Anyway, Paige is in the hot tub, uh, and the killer walks in, and they run around for a bit. Yeah. This was a scene and a half. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. This is a fucked way to die. It's pretty bad. She gets body slammed into the hot tub. Yep. Like, he picks her up, bam, into the spa. Thrown into it. like, oh, shit. And then he put, he, like, slams down the cover of the spa and locks it. Slams down the lid and locks it. So not only is she running out of air, she's trapped in there. She's trapped. And he has a big electric drill. Power drill! (laughs) You are committed to that bit, huh? I'm committed. I'm bringing it back. (laughs) Ah, I see. This is what we're bidding. Guitar riffs. No, 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 no. Not guitar riffs. The idea of something being metal. That's what I'm bringing back. Mm, Just metal in general? Well, no, because, like, metal's back, but no one says that's metal anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. That's pretty metal, That's pretty metal, bruh. I see. And so he tries to drill her for a bit, but then she goes to the bottom of the spa, so he's like, fuck it. It, Well, yeah. it's actually kind of smart, and I wish they did something more with it, because he drills holes into the lid of the hot tub so that she can breathe. So she goes to the Mm. holes to try and breathe, but then he, like, re-drills down into it, and so she's got to kind of run away. I kind of wish they did more with that, but anyway, but anyway, continue. But yeah, but then she's, like, hiding at the bottom of the thing, so he's like, all right, then if you want to hide... Pulls open the lid, chucks the electric drill in. Yeah. Bzzz. Electrocutes her. Yep, and shorts out the power supply. Yeah, all the power goes out and all of the characters that don't matter run out of the house so that only the important ones are left in the house. Yeah. 
such as Dorothy, who's been freaking out the whole time because her boyfriend hasn't come because she doesn't know he's been murdered. Mm. And she's very upset. In fact, she yells at Adam and and is really grumpy. Yeah. She yells at Adam so much that Adam goes and has a drink, even though he's meant to be sober. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, he's trying to get sober to be back with Kate or something, because this movie's actually just a romantic drama. Yeah, it's a lovely, cute, romantic drama. Yeah, I mean, it's called Valentine, so (laughs) what else were we to expect? That is true. But yeah. Then the killer starts murdering people. We see a random character, this girl that Campbell robbed earlier in the film. Yep. Uh, she's running around trying to steal back from Campbell, but she bumps into the killer and she's like, uh, I was just leaving. And he's like, I I have to knife you a question. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't work because it's on an axe, but I've got to stab you. All right. Stab, stab. And she's like, oh, n- no. And they have a little runaround where she, um, she then gets impaled on glass. Yeah. Oh, that was a scene and a half. I was e- expecting, because it was two kind of shards of glass sticking up, and the the space between them was enough space to kind of shove the eyes down onto it. I was expecting him to do, do that, but oh, no, he just kind of pushes God. the neck down. It's all horrible. Yeah, 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 that it's one pretty gross. made me cringe. That was... Ooh. Uh, Kate calls the detective's phone when she notices that people are starting to get killed. And um, she hears it ringing in the bushes next to a fish pond. Yeah. And she goes down to the pond. She finds the phone. But she also finds the detective's head. Whoa, no. It's the the worst looking severed head I've seen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's really bad. It's really bad. But also, maybe it's just the pool water, Sandra. Maybe. Maybe that's deteriorated his head a bit. You know, maybe it's the fish. Mm hmm. They've been eating at the head. Um, I got nothing for you. It was a really bad prop. So she then goes inside the house and sees Adam. He's drunk and he's chasing after her like, what do you mean? I'm just, uh, I had a little drink. And he's like being really creepy and really aggressive. So she's running away from him thinking that he's the killer. She knees him in the balls. She smashes his head with a champagne bottle, but he just won't go away. And all the time you're thinking, what are you doing, lady? He's not the killer. The real killer's out there. Yeah. Or maybe he is the killer. Well, he's acting really aggressive, and this is what I hate about these movies, because then she's confronted by the real killer, the supposed real killer comes out and tries to attack her, they fall down some stairs, and then Adam turns nice in that moment. His whole performance changes. Well, yes, because this is the interesting bit. Mm. Alright, let's break down the ending. Spoilers for this movie. We've already gone through the whole plot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We've gone through the whole plot, but spoilers for the end. Spoilers for the rather end. important. So, he, at this stage, knows all the people are dead around. But we as moviegoers are watching him run around and he doesn't bump into any bodies. No. So we think he isn't the killer because he isn't bumping... So Because the movie isn't allowing him to bump into a body. Yes. Which would make him freak out, quotation marks. Or it would make him dismiss it because he was the killer who killed that person. Yes, but we're not doing that. No. So we think that he's not the killer, but he is the killer, maybe. We think that he's not the killer, but he is being a bit aggressive. But the girl thinks he's the killer. But that could be just his drunkenness. We don't know. Oh, because they also said that he probably got plastic surgery and could look like any of their boyfriends. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The nerd guy. So yeah, 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 sure. She thinks he's the killer, 
Uh, so she's running away, but then she runs into the actual killer, mm. the actual person with the Cupid mask. Mm. And she's like, oh, God, and then they fall. Yeah, they fall down a massive flight of stairs. And then the killer gets up and she's like, oh, no, but then Adam comes saves the day with a gun and yeah. shoots the killer. Shoots the killer a bunch of times. Killer is dead. They walk over to the killer's body, take off the Cupid mask. It's Dorothy. Whoa, what a twist. Pretty metal. It's the fat girl. Because the fat girl was upset that she was always the fat one. She was upset that all of her friends always saw her as the fat one. (laughs) Yep. But it's a double twist. Because they're hugging in each other's arms. It's like they both say, I love you. And he's like, I've loved you forever. Forever. And then blood comes out his nose. Cut. Bum, bum, bum. bum. Cut to credits. So, so, yep. Adam is the nerd. Yes. Got plastic surgery. He's the nerd. But is he the killer? I think he is because we've seen the killer had the blood nose throughout the movie, right? So I think he's the killer and he dressed up Dorothy, like knocked out Dorothy and dressed her up as a killer. That is the most reasonable explanation for what's happening, but my mm. my headcanon oh, is Dorothy oh. and Adam are the killers. Oh, and he betrayed her at the end. And he betrayed her at the end. Because we know that Dorothy feels bad for yes. lying that he attacked her, right? We know that Dorothy yep. feels bad because that sent him down a path of like mental institutions and the police and his parents mm. died and whatever. So maybe... Yeah, maybe she's working with him because she's also really angry at the end. And I can see how, you know, she's so angry at her friends. Maybe he's manipulated her to feel angry towards her friends. You know, Mm. he's like, you know what? They never see you as anything but the fat one to quote the movie. Yeah, maybe that's it. May that's a good theory actually. Maybe maybe, maybe they did team up together. Maybe we'll never know mm. because they won't make a sequel because nobody liked it. <laughs> Nor should they make a sequel. Oof. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I could watch a sequel. But yeah, that's the end. A big old twist ending makes you think, which I guess means that this movie is art. So great. Yes, agreed. This movie is art. <laughs> Oh, oh, and then the end credits song is this song by Snake River Conspiracy, and it's it's really good. It's a good song. There you go. And that is for Valentine. Uh, time to rate it. Is it an oldie or is it a goodie or is it a January movie? Or is it one of the best movies of all time? <laughs> what are you, you going to rate it? Well, I was thinking about giving this a goodie, but going over it, I just got so bored with all of it. It was so... Just like a good first watch, but would I recommend it to anyone? Would I want to watch it again? Would I, would I, would I? No. no. So I'll probably rate it oldie, but I think it just is an oldie and skirts oh so close to the January award, mm. but doesn't quite earn it. It's not quite a January movie, yeah. No, so well done movie for avoiding the January award. We're against all odds. We were very eager to give you a January but i think you've just missed it yeah i think so it's uh yeah so an oldie from you out of five you were saying like 2.53 was that what you were saying i i was saying i was saying three wow that's quite positive yeah right. and that's that's quite positive and even generously 3.5 mm. uh, I'll, I'll get three i'll get three 
Uh, but that's that's being generous because everyone else was so mean to this poor film. Yeah, I think like it's it, it's got a very bad rating and very bad reviews because it's so cliche. It's doing nothing yeah. new. Uh, so I think it doesn't necessarily deserve that much hate. I think yeah, like I give it like a two. Yeah, out of five, it's fine as a slasher. I don't think it's. I don't. I don't think it's interesting enough for slasher fans to really get anything out of. If you like mm. watch this movie when you were a teen, you probably like it. Yeah, you know, it's like a Halloween twenty years later. If you were young when you watched it, you might like it. But I don't know. I'm gonna go oldie as well. Uh, it's not the worst thing that we've ever done. No, but it's not. It's not great. It's by far not the best. I can tell you that. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Uh, two oldies there for Valentine. Time to move on to the crossover segment. Whoa! Is this the part of a show, Sandro, where we get this movie that we've just watched and then cross it over with one of the many, many other movies that we've previously watched before in other episodes? Mm-hmm. That's exactly it, because I've got a random number generator. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's crazy. It is that part of the show. Nice. It is indeed. So you've got a random number generator. Well, it's between 1 and 160. Whichever number it lands on, the movie we reviewed in the episode that has that number, we will do a crossover. So we we could get 160, and then we'd have to do last week's episode's movie crossed with this one. Okay, I'm just clarifying. That's the fun of a random number generator. I mean, last week we got Drop Zone, which we barely remembered. (laughs) Yeah, because it was okay at best. All right, let's do it. I'm pressing generate. 18. Oh, that's going so far back. Wow. Oh boy, this is going to stretch the imagination. Episode 18. Can our me- Oh no. No, no, no. Uh-oh. It's one of those uh franchises we've done every single movie of. Oh. Featuring three kids. Uh sorry, not three kids. Three ninjas. Three ninjas. Yeah. Three ninjas oh. kick back. So the one, the third one that was released second I cannot remember anything about that film in particular. So, Three Ninjas franchise is crossing over with Valentine. It's not just the third movie. It's all Three Ninjas as a franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because uh, I chose this, I guess I'll I'll start off. Uh, three mm-hmm. Ninjas, they are mostly grown up. There was, was it like a six-year age difference between the older Three Ninja and yeah. Tum Tum? I think it was about six. Yeah. So we can say that the older Three Ninja, uh, let's say he's just left college. He's about the age of these characters. He's like 21. Uh, let's say the Tum Tum is like 15, 16. Still a bit young. So he's still youngish. 
Um, I'd, I'd age them up to 18 and make the other guy like 24. Okay, okay. Yeah, you know, no, we can say that Tum Tum's 18. If Tum Tum's 18, Tum Tum's going to be sexy. So, so, so Tum Tum... Absolutely. Tum Tum has gotten ripped. Tum Tum gets it. Yeah, but he still eats like a lot. Yeah. But now he eats like protein. <laughs> yeah. And other things. Uh, he's gone from fat kid to swole. Yeah, real bro. swole. Um, if you do want to know what we're talking about, check out episode 18, where we reviewed the entire Three Ninjas trilogy. You'll have that moment where one of the girls goes, is that you, Tum Tum? Yep, yep. Oh, because Tum Tum had a crush on someone in one of the movies, right? She can come back yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. And then, and then uh, she could be like, I, w- I want to get some of that Tum Tum, if you know what I'm saying. So, uh, let's say Kate and Adam together, he's kept up the yep. lie uh, for a few years. Yep. But but love triangle with older three ninja, because older three ninja, he's he works at the same place as Kate, and oh, something's going on there. Whoa. So Adam's like, I've got to get rid of the competition, and kills the older three ninja. Yeah, 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 because he's a player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we know from the other ones. And it's not like he was necessarily going after Kate. He was just, like, flirty. Till he realised that she was married, right? You know. Yeah. Well, maybe not married. You know, they're still young. I'd say they're married. You want to marry Kate and... Alright, sure. We've got to see the wedding, though, with sick metal yeah, playing yeah, yeah. as they're walking it, down it's, the it aisle. Starts, it's, it starts with the wedding. But, here's the thing. His parents don't show up. And she's like, oh, your parents couldn't make it. And uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, no, they really wanted to come, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And she's like, hmm. She starts catching on and she tells yeah. that to the older three ninja because they're also getting to know each other at work. She's like, yo, it's a bit sus. My, my newlywed husband's parents didn't show up, even though they're meant to be, you know, rich. They could afford the flights. So, yeah, Adam kills older three ninja. Let's say he dunks his head in a fryer. Yeah, but the older three ninja tells the other two ninjas before he dies. Exactly. And then he gets deep fried. He gets deep fried. So they start investigating. <laughs> Tom Tom's like, I really could go for something deep fried exactly. right about now. And they go, oh, Tom Tom, cut to scene. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so they start investigating. Do we kill off the the middle yes. free ninja as well? Because I think Tum Tum should be the final guy. No, I say we kill off Tum Tum as well. You want to kill off all three ninjas? <laughs> yes, and then just have Grandpa left to to. Oh yeah, no, great idea. So they start investigating. The middle three ninja gets murdered. Uh, Tum Tum. Mm. Uh, starts working w- with the police. Um, he's also a bit of a ladies' man, so he starts flirting with all the lady police. I'm like, oh, I think he, I think he's a bit awkward with the ladies, but the ladies like him because he's sexy. Exactly. So then he dies. He gets killed, but he gets killed in a weird way where you can't exactly yeah. see what's happening. Yeah, no, he gets like stuffed with food or something. He gets poisoned. No, he, he gets, gets poisoned. poisoned. He gets poisoned. Yeah, he gets poisoned, and we don't actually see him die, but we do cut to his funeral. No. And Kate's there, and Grandpa's there, mm, there uh, we go. and they're talking about it all. And Grandpa's like, "Oh, I hear something's going on with you." Kate says what's happening, and Grandpa's like, "Oh, I know Adam. Mm. I I know Adam from my old days as a secret spy man. Adam's actually Whoa. a villain." And she's like, "Oh no, Adam's one of the villains that you somehow." 
somehow happened to know Grandpa from the Three Ninjas movies. Oh, no! So then there's a fight between Kate and Adam. Kate kills Adam. Mm. She, met, like, I don't know, she sets up some traps or something and then plans that they have an argument in the house and she's kind of set up traps around the house. So she kills Adam. It'd be like, at the start of the film, they'd get a wedding gift... Yeah. And yeah. it's like Adam's really into baseball, so they gave him a brand new baseball bat and it's yep. like shiny expensive one and she uses that to like to bash him. To murderize him. Yeah, <laughs> murderize him. <laughs> murderize. That's from those movies. So uh, yeah. Now- <laughs> yeah, and Tum Tum at one point looks at the camera and goes, Oh no, my brothers have been <laughs> murderized. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh so now that Kate has killed Adam there's a scene at a coffee shop where Kate is like sad and kind of depressed about everything because these three ninjas they all died and she's sad about it we zoom back out into the street out of the coffee shop and we see standing on the corner of the street it's Tum Tum wearing a trench coat and a hat yeah Tum Tum lives and then he he holds up a big slice of cake and takes a bite and it's like it looks like the murder. It looks like the murder lies up. Become the murder lies. The murder lies. And then I guess Tum Tum and Kate hook up. I don't know. That's in the third movie. Yeah, we don't talk about that one. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's more like a rom com. So that is yeah, uh, the crossover between Valentine and Three Ninjas. If you got none of those Three Ninja references, check out episode eighteen. And we also did Three Ninjas four on uh, some episode in twenty twenty. I can't remember what number. Yeah, uh, but check those out if you want context. All right, then. I guess it's time to move on to the next segment. It's time for the most chocolatey maggoty reviews you've ever heard. Oh my. It's r- 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 rotten reviews. <laughs> it's the part of the show where I get the best reviews from the best website. What's the best website? It's Rotten Tomatoes. What's the best reviews? Well, it's not the critic reviews because they don't know what they're talking about. Ooh. They rated this, what, at 11%? 11%, 12%. I would give it 11%. No, no way, dude. It's clearly more than that. Um, I read them out. Sandro has to guess the score. It's between 0.5 and 5. Are you ready? Yeah, I am indeed. There was a lot of good ones for this week, so I had to to pick and choose, but there's still a lot of them. Awesome. So I'm just going to go through them. We have just a nice one, easy one, at the start for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Octivo Mm -hmm. says, I don't know why I like Valentine. It's subtle and silly at the same time. I can't explain it. How is this subtle? I I don't know. I guess it's subtle because nothing happens for a lot of it? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But they like it. I'll go 3.5. Ooh. Oh, wait. No, it's Rotten Tomatoes. Four. Ah, there you go. You still got it wrong. It's three out of five. It's three out of five. (laughs) Get down. But you were on the right track. You were on the right track. You noticed your radar. You went, no, that's not right. Mm. I can sense this is wrong. Liam says, a cop of cat of many copycats. This thriller is a boring, forgettable slasher that I won't remember in a few days' time. Did this person just call a slasher a thriller? Yes. Slashers aren't thr- slashers are thrill rides, but thriller is a whole different genre of this person. Yeah. My, my, my. Copycat of a copycat, won't remember it in a few days' time, 2.5. One out of five. Harsh. Rotimer. Cheesy is all hell, mm. but more watchable than most. 
More watchable than most 2000 slashes. Yeah, aside from the classics. That's true, it's true. Uh, cheesy as all hell, but watchable than most. 3.5. Uh, nah, 3. 3. 3 out of 5. 1.5. Oh, damn. All right. Yeah, it was very negative for a what sounded almost positive. Uh, Skylar, uh, though, his review should be very clear. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha. Shit. <laughs> That's a good one. 0.5. It's one out of five. Ah, I haven't gotten any of them right. Ah. No. No, don't worry. You've still got a few more. You've still got a few more. Heather says, super creepy. And a perfect antithesis to the schmalzy holiday full of cupids and chocolates. Uh, I didn't know if schmaltzy was a word. Schmaltzy is a word, yeah. But I, I looked it up and it is. Uh, um, I'll go 2.5. I'll go 2.5. 2.5. Oh, you were really close. That was three out of five. Mm. That was three out of five. All right, all right. Uh, Giuliano says, no star for these six hot stars. No star, though. Yeah. No star. for the, So it's 0. 0.5. Ah, there's explanation marks, though. No star for these six hot stars. It's, it's 0. 0.5. Because no stars. Yeah, it's 0.5. Yeah, 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 0.5. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's just no star for these six hot stars. Dear me. Oh. Sarah says, love this film. David is fucking fit. Uh, tongue, tongue out emoji. To alpha. Ooh. Like the, the cheeky tongue, like the side tongue. Well, if it's got an emoji in it, this has to be five out of five. Those those are the rules. That's true. It's four out of five. <laughs> Steve says, and this is uh, the best review, I would say. Yep. So, who actually likes this movie? <laughs> what idiot actually thinks that this is worthwhile way <laughs> to spend even a minute of his time? The slasher genre is no great stakes to begin with. This film clearly took so little effort that I personally don't even see. What's the point of complete... Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's a funny joke. That's a funny joke. Could have been worded better, but that was a funny joke. Uh, it's got to be 0.5. But also, this person doesn't like slashes to begin with, right? That's what I'm getting mm. from that review. So why would you watch this? It's one out of five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and no points for Sandra. Well, I got that I chose... one. That one that was the zero point five, right? Oh yeah, you did get a point. Damn it, that's right. You did get a single point. Well, there we go. With okay. that one point, I will wrap up the show. Then, yeah, uh, I will wrap it up a winner. And on that bombshell, <laughs> that is the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. This was a fun one. Uh, let us know if you've watched Valentine, and if you have, do you like? Did you watch it when you were a teen? Was it scary? Let us know. Uh, oldiebuddygoodypod at gmail.com is where you can email us. We are on Instagram at oldiebuddygoodypod. We are on Facebook as well at the same address. Uh, and I'm on Instagram, my personal socials. You've got personal socials. Link to that is in the episode description. If you want to help us out, you can review the show on Apple Podcasts. That helps us out greatly. Reviewing us on Spotify. You can chuck us a rating on Spotify as well or whatever apps you use. And if you want to help out the show in a monetary sense, if you've got some spare coins kind of hanging around, you can go to patreon.com 
forward slash oldie but a goodie pod snatch up some bonus episodes yeah just free extra content for only a bit of your money that was a very square enix thing for you to say right there and i appreciate it (laughs) yeah yeah it's practically free episodes as long as you pay us money exactly uh and also big thanks to josh cake for the theme song as well check out josh cake's work oh yeah he's a cool dude yeah yeah I do like the theme song, Sandra. I will check him out, Yeah, Sandra. I do. He's got a poetry album up on the website. What? Check out Josh Cake. Link in the episode description. Zach, time for you to pick a movie. Oh! i got to pick a movie for next week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What have I got to choose from, Sandra? You've got three options. Uh, first one is called The Taste of Others. Oh. It's a French movie. It's a French art movie about six people who their paths cross and they have various adventures and it's drama and you're not going to pick it no that sounds no uh speaking of tasting people hannibal oh hannibal you say very interesting uh it's the sequel to silence of the lambs the second in the uh anthony hopkins hannibal lecter trilogy this one's about yeah dr hannibal lecter becomes a target for one of his uh, previous victims who was looking for revenge. Okay, all right. She's out looking for revenge. We did just do two pretty dark movies in a row, though. But, you know, you could pick Hannibal. You could pick Hannibal. Or... No, I'm, I'm looking at Hannibal right now. I'm like, oh, I, I don't know if I've ever seen Silence of the Lambs. Oh, it's a good yeah. one. It's a, it's a, it's a classic. Because if I pick this, I'll have to watch the first one, right? Yeah. And I think the third one's a prequel, so you'll probably have to watch that as well. Mm. Oh, that's a lot of watching, actually. Your final option is called Saving Silverman, uh, but in other countries, aside from America, it was known as Evil Woman. Mm, Okay. Uh, It's comedy. It's comedy that's definitely aged well about a guy who was about to marry his very controlling girlfriend. So his friends, they plan to try and save him uh, from that. One of his friends, played by Jack Black. Whoa, Jack Black? Wait, have we done a Jack Black movie? We haven't. We haven't. We haven't done Jack Black we yet. We have not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so what you're saying is, is this movie, I don't have to go and watch all the other movies. I just have to watch this one. And it's a comedy with Jack Black in it. <laughs> I think I know what I'm picking for this evening, Sandra. It shall be Saving Silverman, I think, a.k.a. Evil woman. Evil woman. In certain countries. Certain countries. I think Saving Silverman is a better title than Evil Woman. Yeah. Great. Evil Woman sounds a bit generic, whereas Saving Silverman, it's like, what are you saving him from? Turns out, girlfriend. Ha <laughs> ha. We'll probably add Hannibal to the list to Patreon. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Saving Silverman next week. We'll wrap it up with the best quote from the movie. Uh, my favorite quote is uh, Roses are red, violets are blue. They'll need dental records to identify you. Whoa! Uh, I guess my one is this is the, the great lines of the the maze of very creepy, sexy videos, which is, "What do you like to do? Love me, love me." That one eyeball that was like. It watched her leave? That was creepy. That was very creepy, but, like, is that pre-programmed to watch? Maybe. Did it have, like, a camera that seed where people are, so it played footage of it watching them? I don't think they had that technology back then, though. No, I don't think they did at all. So is it just, like, something creepy that just so happened to happen? Yeah, it was a coincidence. Or is there magic involved? Is 
Adam magic? Is Adam magic? I think Adam is magic. That's my theory. I think Adam is actually Cupid. <laughs> the real Cupid? The real Cupid. And the real Cupid's just mad at all these dumb taints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He gets them up with a few arrows. Gets some ironing done. Axes them a question. <laughs> 